Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Here we are. <laughs> We're here again. We're back again. The way it's, Sarah... It's months later. It's months later, FYI. And what what I've been through in this time. Loka, but first, you've been through so much. I just want to talk about how absolutely delusional I am. The way mm-hmm. the day after like our podcast officially launched, the way I was looking at the comedy top charts of podcasts <laughs> to see if we had made it on. Were you looking were you looking at it a lot? You're yeah, like, I was do, like do we top up with like Joe is Joe Rogan comedy? He's, I don't even know. Yeah, he's still no, he is, and he's still number one. Number two hundred okay. is Sarah Silverman. Podcast, she's two hundred? So she's two hundred, yeah. So that was really intimidating to find out. Yeah, that's really int- She's 200? Yeah. What's a girl got to do? She's like an actual comedian. She's actually famous. Yeah, and and an actual comedian. And we have to tear her down. Who's the number <laughs> Listen. She's we have a target. We have a Sarah target. Silverman, Sarah if you're Silverman. listening, watch yourself. Listen. Watch your Listen. fucking back. I heard that she wasn't good in Maestro. I I don't even know what that is. Should I know what that is? Of yes, it's the it's the a Bradley Cooper vehicle where that there's oh, that no. video the, about how he spent nose. six six years for the six years for the six minutes. Oh, the, have you seen the video where he's like, I spent six years learning how to conduct six six minutes of music. No, and everyone's had enough. No, everyone's had I, enough of him talking about it. I missed that one. Um, you know, unfortunately, maybe I didn't watch it either. I just heard I heard that she was in it, that she's not heard it on another podcast. Do you know who number two is? No. Oh, it's uh, I think it's call her daddy, which. Oh, fair. That, that makes fair. sense. I, yeah. Yeah. Fair. She Alex doesn't need to watch her back. We're Alex. No, you're, she doesn't. You're fine. We're, we're no. not. We're not coming close to you. But we Sarah, have no. Sarah Silverman, Miss. We're gonna be two hundred and one before you know it, Ms. and then Silverman. it's just a little leap to one ninety nine. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Listen, so it was. We recorded our first podcast episode like eons, eons ago. We're back yeah. to try our hand at it again, and you and I actually haven't talked for, like in, well, not in person. You moved to a different state I, since then. We don't yeah. live in the same state anymore, no. which is harrowing. We live a and thousand miles apart now. Is it actually a thousand miles? It's almost literally, it's like 987 miles. I'm going to be bellowing in the hospital in like a second. I can't. When I found out that Amanda was moving like two years ago, I literally, we were in Atlanta and I was like, wait, wait, you can't. Like I, I actually had you the had a nervous hospital, breakdown. I had the hospital tubes moment. If I'd had hospital tubes in my nose, they would have been moving like all over the place. There would have been continuity errors. And I, I straight up went did, did Bella Kristen Stewart in the hospital. I was like, you can't leave me. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't. We're in the middle of Piedmont Park, and Sarah was having a nervy bee. A nerve. Oh, that's a new one. I like that. A nervy bee. One. It's like you told every, everyone else had been like. I think Katie was like, I can't wait for you to meet, move to Chicago. We can bleep out names too, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, what? Where you're moving? Where? What? Um, so, yeah. that's, so you're there now. So since the last time uh, we recorded, um, I packed up my entire apartment and I drove a thousand miles with a cat um, with windshield wipers that didn't work during a snowstorm. I, I didn't know about that. And one headlight out. And I'm glad I didn't know about that. I, Are you for real? Yeah. I, there were moments when I didn't think I would survive. Um, but Chicago is 
is going well with yeah. an asterisk. And this is brand new, hot, fresh information. We haven't spoken in two days for that. Like Amanda and I face on each other like 24-7, but for two days, like we have not spoken so that this would all be we fresh. We could save it. Yeah. Yeah. So about a week ago, we were doing something with two of my friends and they we oh we had gone to see Mean Girls um and they dropped Did you us like off. it well we'll save it okay <laughs> um it was fine it was all right okay yeah it was all right and they dropped us off back at our apartment and we realized so we live on a very narrow road that has parking on both sides of the street and when we came back we realized that someone had backed into Mike's car. In such what? a way that it broke off his car's passenger side mirror and what? also like done like a spider web like break on his front passenger side window. So the rear view what? mirror is broken off and there's a fracture in his passenger side window. That's it, you know, unfortunate. So what? Wait, no, 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 no! Don't get excited now. So yesterday, uh, he drives it down to. Um, he files a claim with his insurance. He drives it down to this um, car mechanic in our neighborhood. I pick him up. We go Is he back. Really home. mad? I bet he's really mad. He was. Oh my god, he was furious, Sarah. Yeah. And then, so he drops it off there. And then, so last night was Valentine's Day. We went out. We had dinner. It was fine. We came, we, you know, parked my car. We go upstairs. Everything's good. Everything's Gucci. This morning, we go and we're going to go pick up his car. My entire passenger window has been shattered. (gasps) And someone has been in my car. No! And tried to take, like, the bottom of the steering wheel off of my car so they could hotwire it. And I guess they were unsuccessful because it was still Oh my there. God, there used to be things, what were they called that you would put on the I, steering wheel? Yeah, Joe yeah. had one. I, I so either need to get one, but- hotwire a car. What the fuck? I know. And Amanda? I was just, we, but to like the funny, just the irony of going to go pick up his car that had that same window broken only to find that mine had been completely smashed in hysterical oh my god wait why are you just like i feel like you didn't even have anything like that happen to you when you lived in boston did you it's never it's never happened to me before So I do know a lot of people that's happened to in Boston, if that makes you feel better. And I used to live in Atlanta where it's happened to it's happened to one of my friends like four times. Yeah. Really? Like the same person in like the space of a year. I think it's happened to him four times. Oh, but he drives like an indecently nice car for like the area he lives in. People just want to smash it in. I think they just want to. I. Sometimes I want to smash it in when I look smash, at his car. A smash, as Sean called, it's a smash and grab. He's, Sean is always telling me that I'm going to get be a victim of a smash and grab because I, I leave my purse around and stuff. And you know what's funny? They didn't grab anything. Not that no. I had anything they too just valuable. Smashed. <laughs> they just smashed. And Oh, well, they grabbed your steering wheel. They grabbed it. They were like, they I want to hotwire it. They, they tried couldn't, to steal though. your car. 
I know. And I'm like, what do you want with this key? I wish you had just taken it. Because I want, I kind of want to sell it anyway, just because we don't really need two cars anymore. Yeah. So I was like, God, if only you had actually like been just successful at stealing it. it, you losers. Oh, like, I can't even get competent people to steal my car. No. It's so unfortunate. They couldn't what do is- it. They were, like, trying to figure. It was their first time. The American school system has failed so many children. Babies were smash and grab. I even had, like, my... Because I just moved. I had stuff still in the car. Um, I had, like, my grandfather's antique sword. I just... Wait, I, like, you have a think sword about- in your car? <laughs> no, dude. I don't. Is that legal? I brought it in now, so it's safe. I don't know if that's legal. But I, I wonder, like, what the people. I don't think they even bothered to look around, honestly. But if they had, I have such a bizarre collection of things in my car right now. I have the um, like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the eighth Harry Potter book. That's a yeah, play. That's a play that I found in one of those little free libraries. I did not buy it. No one start with me. But yeah, like I just want to think about like you are breaking into this car. It has a Law and Order SVU <laughs> sticker on the back. On the back, it has I-, I won't name the name, but a university parking sticker on the back window. And then you open it up, and you see an antique sword. You see where's a the tiny- sword? It was in the back seat. Why? Because I had to move it from Boston. Oh, it's oh, it's from. And the I just move. hadn't brought it in. Oh, yeah, I, see, I just I hadn't brought saying. it in yet. Mm-hmm. You have Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. You have a gallon of windshield wiper fluid. You have a tiny peacock made out of like flattened tin. I don't know why. And I just want to know like what they thought of me. That's really what I want to know. I mean, they probably thought you're really cool. They were like, then they why- probably got scared. They saw your sword and they were like, we got to, we have to hightail it out of here. Yeah. She could yeah. come. She, she, she or he or they could come back at any moment and they could chop me up. They could. Chop yeah. me right up to, to ribbons. Well, that's why, that's why I keep the sword. I mean, it was like my grandfather, so it's a nostalgic object, but I keep it in yeah. case of armed robbery because I figure my calculus is that if you break in and you're expecting to be met with like a 30 something year old woman mm-hmm. or you know at the time that i had it a 20 something year old like cute young girl yeah and then she comes at you with a sword i just feel like the intimidation factor it's better than a gun yeah it is it's way better than a like gun. a sword is a, a sword is a level of unhinged that yeah and i think the implication is like this this person is trained in combat Right. Anyone which, can have a gun. Which but is, which a, is a real level of, un, like a samurai sword that's like a real level of unhinged. So what about you? Any any updates in your life? Um, I had an ear infection. Oof, <laughs> like just brutal. like a tiny little baby. Just like a tiny little baby. They give me amoxicillin. <laughs> Do you know I'm allergic to amoxicillin? I did know that. I know you can't yeah. take it. I know you can't yeah. take it, but I was struck down. I would like I was living my life. I was like bibbity bopping all around on Saturday, and then on Saturday night I had a fever of 102, and I was like, oh, oh my god! And I truly like went to a place of I'm I'm not gonna make my way out of this. Like immediately, I was like, I'm in a place of gonna die. I'm not gonna make my way out of this. Like, what's gonna happen? There's not gonna be a cure. Like I very much was like, this fever has always been, will always be. 
there will never be a time when I don't have it. Within 15 minutes of it, I was like, this is, we're going down. This Diva down. <laughs> cur- curtains for me. Curtains for me. And then I had the fever all day Sunday, so couldn't enjoy this. I don't know if, did you watch the Super Bowl? I couldn't watch the Super Bowl. No, I was What no, is the Super listen. Bowl to me? Listen, uh, everyone was asking me if I was going to watch because of Taylor. And I was like, no, if I want to see Taylor Swift, I, I have other ways to do that. And I will not be watching the Super Bowl for that. But I couldn't even if I wanted to. And then on Monday morning, my mom, who's a retired nurse, was like, what if you have an ear infection? And by the way, throughout this, you were texting me. Mm-hmm. And I I was the worst friend to you because I was just like, I I can't handle you having an illness right now. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Sorry, girl. You, didn't, you gotta. Well, I gotta live in delusion. Well, you because you Facetimed me because you needed me, and I was like, I'm in the urgent care. There was a woman in this urgent care who was also like, by the way, in the waiting room, literally about to pass on. Like she was the old lady in the Titanic. <laughs> like it had been 85 years or however many years it was, and I was really worried. Like she was a walk-in, and she was like, "Is there a doctor in today?" And they were like, yeah, we have like a couple doctors. And she was like, okay, because if not, I have to go to the hospital. And like, she was gasping for breath. And I was like, ooh, like maybe she should go before me, like tugging on my ear. <laughs> like, eh, eh, eh. like, so, like, I think about her still. Oh, and then there was do like we, a cra- What? Do we, what? do we know if she's still. Well, so that, okay, us? so the last time that I saw her. So I went in and as the doctor was like about to look in my ear, the fire alarm went off and it was one of those like fire right. alarm situations. I don't know. They have this at my building at work. Like they're, they're so intense. Like there are strobing lights and it's just like it sounds like a bomb is about to hit. Right. And so everyone yeah. in this large medical center was ran out. And the doctor was like, we got to go. And I was like, you need to help me. What about my ear? Yeah. She's like, you know, we all have to go outside. You'll come back in. But she was really scared. And like her bedside manner wasn't great with the alarm. She's like, I've never heard it like this before. And I was like, what? Okay. And (laughs) what do you mean? And I said, I was like, I have one of these at work. This is what they sound like. She's like, I don't know. It never made this sound. So she runs away. And she's an MD. Runs away. And so I'm outside and I see the lady and she is in a wheelchair and she didn't come to us in a wheelchair. And so I remember being like, okay, someone's gotten her a wheelchair. But maybe that was just for the evacuation. Maybe, yeah. But I I was kind of keeping eyes on a little bit because I felt like I didn't know what was going to happen. But no, I, I don't like that was last when last I saw her, we were all outside. And then I went back inside and uh, she looked back in my ear and she went, oh, there's a lot of that's what that's quite full i said i don't know what that means and she said it's quite full and she said you're gonna have to take amoxicillin and so i said fine and that's i'm trying to i mean i feel like that's really like oh and i'm going on a i'm about to go to colorado you are Um, you're you're joining me in kind of my part of the country yeah what part what part of colorado no like i would what part of the country yeah, what part is Colorado in? It's not the Midwest. I right? I, f- I thought Colorado was like right on top of California. I was like, it's going to be a seven hour flight. And then I looked and it's four. It's like three hours and 55 minutes. So I'm yeah. really confused as to where Colorado is at. I don't know that you could call it the mid. Is it like the Southwest? I don't think it's the Southwest. I'm flying Southwest. I'll tell you that much. 
and <laughs> I, they don't have assigned seats. Have you flown Southwest? Yeah, but it was a long time ago. I looked it up because I was like, something sounds bad to me about this, and they don't even have assigned seats. It's every man for himself. What does that mean? Do they assign you at the gate, maybe? No, you like get on the plane and you have to like fight. You have to like brawl. Gladiator style. Yeah. To like go for each other's jugulars and just like kick each other's faces in to get to your seat, I guess. And I also want an aisle seat because I need to be, I need to have freedom. Of, I don't want to have to climb over strangers. Oh, um, I always get the window and I'm always climbing over strangers. You don't care? No. I feel very oh, apologetic oh. for having to pee. Like I, I have like a lot of like bladder anxiety and I think that's why I don't hydrate. Oh, that's another thing I'm supposed to be doing because apparently like we're gonna get altitude sickness and it's like if you don't hydrate you're gonna get altitude sickness and <laughs> spoiler alert i haven't been hydrating after this i'll i'll bully you into to drinking some water on that note do you want to do we want to kick this thing off should we get to what it is that we want to get to i think we should okay great well i'm sarah i'm amanda and this is it- Actually, actually obsessed. obsessed Vanderpump Rules Edition. Vanderpump Rules Edition, and what a joy it is to be able to set aside. Like an hour of time to just talk with my friend about Vanderpump Rules. I mean, I have been like vibrating with excitement for for days. On because while I was like struck down with the ear infection, I started doing a little like a little bit of a rewatch of some select episodes, and it's I've been electrified to talk to you about this. But first, I also wonder: is there someone else you want to talk to you about it as well? So, Sean, we have a very important question for you. What do you know about Vanderpump Rules? And any day now, Sean. It's a fun show. I think it's it's a reality show. Yep. It's said. I know Jax. I know Stassi. Stassi. Stacy. Stassi. Stassi. Oh my god! I didn't even get it right. That's okay. Stassi. There's Tom and Tom. I confuse them. What I the watch. Last names? Do you know the last names? Tom Sandoval and Tom somebody Schwartz. Schwartz. Sandoval had the scandal recently. Yeah. Scandoval. Yeah. I heard that. I mean, we watched the first season um, and we went to pump in LA. I mean, I wish you'd shown me the show before we went to LA and went to that restaurant, but that was it for whatever reason after the chunky knit sweater. So Sean, do you, is there any like, yeah. What do you know of like Scandoval? If you if you know anything, I actually don't know what happened, but I've seen little clips on social media of like one of them has a band and they do weird things with people in the audience. And it's just like somebody's unhinged. Great. No, like who? which 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 Tom is that one of the Toms is doing that? Yeah, it's Tom Sandoval. You just said. And then like Jax, does Jax like have CTE? Was he like a football player? He's like, I think he's just really stupid. I think he's just really dumb. Jax was cool. Yeah. I mean, it made me think about the service industry differently, I guess, because it was like, this is thrilling. You know, you're working a desk job. This was pre-pandemic too. We're going into offices and I'm just like, 
wow, I wish I could be 25 living in LA, working at like a high-end restaurant. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was like aspirational, but what's happened to all them? I don't know. You guys can answer it for me and I'll, I'll listen. CTE to Shaq's FCTE. Oh my God. It was, to say Vanderpump Rules is aspirational. That's crazy. That's the opposite of why I watch that show. Yeah. Beverly Hills is aspirational. aspirational. Even Summer House is aspirational. Aspirational. Um, so I don't know if we want to explain to before I ask you why you're obsessed with it. Do you want to give a better explanation of what Vanderpump Rules is than Sean just did? Yeah. Yeah. Let's I'll I'll just I'll do a really quick recap as as much as I can. So Vanderpump Rules originally started as a spinoff of The Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. Um, One of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at the time, Lisa Vanderpump, um, is a restaurateur. And she had owned several like bars and nightclubs with her husband, Ken Todd. Um, First, I think, in, in London. And then once they moved to L.A., they had opened up this restaurant called Villa Blanca. And then they had opened up this restaurant called Sir. And I should also just say like, this is a comment. So this is an episode where Amanda and I are both obsessed with a thing. Sometimes one of us is upset. Like, but I'm still going to pretend not to know. But Amanda, what? Sir, like, oh, like, sir, like, S-I-R, sir. Like, hey, sir. No, no. I'm delighted to tell you, Sarah, that sir is spelled S-U-R. And Uh it's actually um, an acronym. Uh, oh, uh, for what though? Sexy, what unique <laughs> restaurant. That's the name of it. Absolute insanity. Insane. Um, but yeah, so our, our season starts with uh, a pretty motley cast and crew. There's Sheena, who was sort of like the audience's Trojan horse into the show. She had been having an affair previously with another uh, Beverly Hills housewife, Brandy Glanville's husband, Eddie Cibrian, I think. Yeah, Eddie Cibrian, yeah. Leanne Um, Leanne Rimes is now married to him. Yes, yeah. And so in in an episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there's a filmed kind of confrontation between the two of them, Brandy and Sheena. And then Sheena walks away and the camera follows her. And bam, we're in Sir, and we're we're ready to go. I just I just got chills thinking about Chill. the backdoor pilot. The best, I think, probably the best backdoor pilot of all time. The um, best pilot of all time. Agreed. I would agree. Um, and so we have we have Sheena, we have Stassi, who's kind of the resident, you know, queen bee of Sir. Mm-hmm. She's blonde. She's beautiful. She's now been fired for racism. Um, we yes. have Katie, her second in command. We have mm-hmm. Kristen, who is Stassi and Katie's friend. She's kind of like their kooky, weird friend. She's like a little bit older than them, but her life is kind of just as messy. Well, yeah. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> it's very diplomatic of you. <laughs> kooky. <laughs> kooky. Quirky. Psychopath. Psychopath. Crazy. Um, sorry to sorry to this woman. Um <laughs> we have uh We love her. I love Kristen. I'm a I'm I I love Kristen on my TV, I'll say. Yeah. 
Um, now also been fired for racism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Back on our TV soon in the Valley. In the, whew, ugh, yeah. I will be watching every episode though. Absolutely. I make that like, sound, but I will be watching every get episode. Get it in my eyeballs right now. So those are, those are our girls. We also have, uh, Stassi's boyfriend at the time, Jack's. And Kristen's um, boyfriend at the time, Tom Sandoval. And then we have kind of, he's more of a guest in the earlier episodes. We have Katie's boyfriend, Tom Schwartz, who kind of later joins as a more full-time character. But it sort of follows these crazy kids as they, I mean, the premise, the premise, I guess, is following these LA waiters and waitresses, like Sean said, at kind of a high-end restaurant and just seeing their complicated and and really messy relationship drama. They're all sleeping together or they have all slept together or they will all sleep together. They fight, they drink, they all they all live together. I think another important piece of that I was that I forgot about but upon the rewatch is watch yeah, watching these messy kids and I should also we should also know like the guys are also way older than most of the girls. Like th- when the show started, they were all like thir- they they were not kids, no. not even close. No, I'm saying um, crazy kids with a but, like, with a, at a the wink time, and a smile. I thought they were at the time. I really thought they were, but also like they're all try- they all want to be famous. They all have big dreams. And by God, you know it's beautiful. They they now have. <laughs> well, that's something I really want to talk to you about later is whether you think they're happy with the fame that they have now because they all wanted to be like actors and models or or owning katie wanted to own a record record company company. i know i know and And i'm like oh shit i think about that all the time because her her instagram handle the only evidence we ever she says that in the first episode that she wants why her instagram handle is music kills kate kills kate yeah, but that is the only other time we, like, even see a hint of that. I guess maybe now, like, hosting Emo Night? Um, Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, so over the years, like, different people have cheated. Different people have hooked up. There's been a lot of messiness. Famously, this this past year, we had the Scandoval, which, yeah, in which Tom Sandoval cheated on his then, like, longtime girlfriend with another cast member on the show who had used to be engaged to a different cast member on the show that had also slept with Kristen. It is, it was wild. Really, really, really incestuous friend, friend group, even, even starting in the big, be- in the, when the cast was smaller in the beginning, they had all already dated each other. Yeah. Like to, to hear Peter explain the complicated oh dynamics God. and like, they all live together. They all work. To- I guess, I think that's like kind of the premise of the show. Like they live together, they work together, they play together, they like sleep with each other and they're all kind of trying to make it in LA. Um, but we've had different people come and go sometimes, sometimes for very bad reasons. Mostly yes. I would say for, sorry, the yeah. reasons are good because the actions were bad. I'm not yeah, saying for, they've gone for, they've gone for bad actions. Good reasons. Yes, Exactly. For good reason, are they no longer on our television? Right. And yet many of them will be back. And yeah, so that, I guess, is is my way of summarizing Vanderpump Rules. I think that's great. I think that was, that's good. And like, I think so many people, everyone kind of knows what Vanderpump Rules is now, I think, because it was like 
Ariana was on the Today Show when she got broken up with. Yeah. Like, people know what Scandaval is. It was in the New York Times. I know. Oh, my God. I was taking a nap, and Amanda woke me from a from a dead sleep. She FaceTimed me. With Andrea. Was it, with Andrea. It was March 1st, it's 2023. March. Yeah. And she was like, if you're if you're not laying down, like, you need to get on the floor. Like, I was like, I'm on the bed. I'm asleep. I'm in the, my bed. And I will never forget hearing you say, like, Tom cheated on Ariana with Raquel. It was... This the this <laughs> my ceiling started spinning. I I felt like the that breath was, was punched from me. You were laying on Andrea's kitchen floor. I I was. I had to lay. I had to lay down. That was, and I lived through nine eleven. But I was in Atlanta. <laughs> but it was my nine eleven. I'm from New York. I'm from New York, and I have to say, it hit me quite hard. I saw a meme going around at that time. That was a, a picture of that advisor whispering into George Bush's ear that says, Oh my God. A second Tom has hit Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but yeah, calling and, and telling you that news, I felt like I was delivering the news of a second plane yeah, has hit the, in my the towers. I was destabilized. I remember that day in. Like I truly, like I remember 9-11, I had gotten coffee with um, one of my cousins because I was in Atlanta visiting my friend and we had had, you know, a lovely time. And she was driving me back to the place where my friend who I was staying with worked so that I could then catch a ride home with her. She had been at work all day and it was a really bad rainstorm. And so my cousin is driving me back and I'm kind of mindlessly like scrolling through Instagram And right before I get out of the car, I see this little post that says, you know, I think it was like from Bravo Historian or something like that, that said Mm -hmm. Tom Sandoval affair with Raquel Levis. And then we pulled up to my friend's, you know, workplace and I had to get out of the car. And so I'm walking and I get in the car with my friend and we're driving and I say to her, you know, right before I got in, I saw this kind of weird Instagram post, but I had been reading it so quickly and my attention had kind of been mm-hmm. divided that there was a part of my brain that just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I yeah, like- because it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And so I looked it back up and it, it was true. And so <laughs> my friend and I turned into like, an emergency live Instagram live that uh, <laughs> Carrie and um, oh, Laura, Carrie and Lara? from yeah. Sexy Unique Podcast uh, were doing. And we just like listened in silence all the way. What home. were they saying? Oh, I've never asked you what, like, what did, what, what, it was, was like a podcast on the podcast. We're obsessed with this podcast called Sup, Sup. Sexy unique And I want to know what they had to say about it. I think they Karen were, well, I think they were equally shocked, but Lara, um, you know, had had known them like really well because her her original podcast, she used to like interview them, uh, Ariana and Tom. I mean, I think they were like shocked as well. And I think at that point we we're all still, I think, kind of, like, waiting for verification. Like, we didn't know yet that that was real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then I think for me, when it was what confirmed was when James Kennedy, James, James Kennedy was the verification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like it. Everything makes sense. Now he posted something on Instagram that said like, everything mm-hmm. makes sense now. Yeah. James was on the beat. That's when it, it was, everything was like the world was spinning. Yeah. That's my memory of, of, of Scandaval. So tell me, so that now we have a kind of a, and we can both kind of tell our stories. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have much of a story, but, and then I think we have some kind of specific, maybe moments from specific episodes that we want to talk about. But for someone who's like, I've heard about Scandaval, like I, it's crazy. I don't really, I don't really get it. Like, why are you, why are you actually obsessed with like, what's your Vanderpump Rules origin story? It's truly my villain story. So I, I guess to preface this, like I had never been a reality TV girl. Like I'd seen Survivor a couple Mm -hmm. of episodes when I was like young, when my parents were watching Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I'd watched the first couple seasons of American Idol. I'd watched a couple episodes of like Jersey Shore, but I just never, I never really got it. I didn't really see the appeal. I I don't think I'd ever watched a like Real Housewives show in my life. It's tough to hear. I know. And I was it's tough to hear. Like 26, yeah, at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was Oh, so this is it had been on it's what it had been on for It a had while. been on for right. a while. Okay. Cuz I was like, "Wait a second. I was not 36 when this show started." <laughs> no, no, no. And I I had been listening, so I'd been in Boston. I was already working um at the place where we mm-hmm. met. Where we met. Oh, and we met because of Vanderpump Rules. The only reason that I was like brave enough to like speak to you at that cocktail hour that we were out that at that that day where we like met. Yeah. I had started working at the place where Amanda and I met and worked together for like two weeks and we had not spoken. And I would don't remember who I think I was sitting with like Mer- I was sitting with like Meredith and people and you were at a table directly next to me and I heard you say something about Jax or Pump. I don't it was something that and no one knew what you were talking about. And I just looked at you and I said, Are you talking about Vanderpump Rules? And I remember you like grabbed my hand. Yeah. I and like, you were, like lit up like a Christmas. You tree. were like, I'm in love with you. Like it was literally like that moment in Step Brothers where it was like, Did we just become best I, friends? Like it was like from that moment. And then we started talking about John Bonet. Uh, yeah, I like dipped you over my leg and kissed you full on the mouth. That like Vanderpump rules. I I remember that in thinking about this for this week is like how we It's actually it our, our love story. Yeah. It's our love story, yeah. And yeah, so I I was I found actually Vanderpump Rules through a podcast myself. It was a podcast that I don't believe is still operational, but it's called Nobody Cares Except for Me. And yeah. plug to that podcast. I loved it. I'm sad that it ended. But the premise was that this the host would invite on her friends and their friends would just talk about one of their kind of hyperfixation. The yeah. thing that yeah. no one cared about except for them. And yeah. so I was like listening to it when I clicked the episode, I didn't even know what Vanderpump Rules was. I thought it was maybe a book or a movie. No clue what it was. And I started listening and she was saying all these like names like Stassi and Jax. And like she, I think the show is currently in its sixth season. Maybe it was like the break in between six and seven. But so she like explained the whole premise of the show and like gave details about them. And it just sounded so 
messy and so dramatic. Because it is. That I was just like, I got to get eyes on these people. I want to know what Jax looks like. What does a person named Jax look like? Oh, my God. And I think at that time... You know, and maybe this is kind of how we get into why I'm so obsessed with it. I think originally for me, I was at a point in my life where I had finished grad school. I was working at sort of my first like big girl professional job. And I just met the wonderful man that would become my husband, which Mm -hmm. as an aside, like poor Mike, like he met this girl who like read Latin and like didn't watch reality TV and like really only rewatched old episodes of Mad Men. That was like kind of the only TV I consumed. I, I was cannot imagine this person. I know. Who is she? she? And also I think she sucks. She's probably like pretty smug. She had to go. She had to go. She had to go. I hate that bitch. <laughs> She's, oh, that was like your master's student persona. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And that's what happens when you go through a graduate program. You're like, this is I like this is what I do, and I have to like I used to have to read like Dostoevsky over the summer, and I couldn't until the housewives came into my life. Yeah, I think yeah. So I think there was just something because I've always been a bit messy, you know. Like I love drama. I'm not like you want to you your hands hovering, but this is what you do. Amanda does this gesture all the time. Hover hands. Oh, hover hands. Amanda's old hover hands. Her hand is always hovering over that hot stove. Yeah. She just wants to, she wants to, she just wants to get it a little taste. I just want to touch it so bad. But yeah, I, I love drama. I love gossip. I always have. But I was kind of finally at this point in my life where I was like, oh, like now I have stuff to lose. That sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man. So I just needed like an outlet for it. And I think that's why I really like latched on to Vanderpump Rules. So I I started watching the the first season. I started from the beginning, and I watched those first six seasons in maybe like four days, like so fast. Oh my god! Like oh back to god. back to back. I would like wake up and it would still be playing. Right. Right, because how could I can't imagine having that all accessible to you at once? Like, how could you not? I gorged myself. Right, right. You were sick until I was sick, and yeah, I just, I just love those little pumplings. They were so dramatic. Everything seemed like such a twist. Like the first two seasons have oh. the structure of a murder mystery. Yeah, they do. Like you couldn't <laughs> write this but be- like it's so dram- it's so cinema verite. Like it's so cinematic. It it's and it's so it's so unhinged. And I think you know when I think about like why didn't I like Jersey Shore? Like why didn't I get into the Housewives? I think the Housewives seemed maybe a little Sorry to say, because now I do love the housewives. But at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was like 25, I think they maybe seemed a little too old to me or like maybe they wouldn't be relatable. Like I, you know, I wasn't anywhere Mm -hmm. close to being a housewife. Mm -hmm. I wasn't close to being a wife. Yeah. Um, And I think like Jersey Shore, like kind of similarly was like too distant from me. Mm -hmm. And I think... Vanderpump Rules kind of hit this sweet spot where I had worked at a restaurant before, so it was familiar. 
I had also worked at a very messy restaurant where everyone hooked up with each other. One day we'll talk about the mess that went on at my former restaurant, but the, the spider web of my sexual history that cascades out from that That happened at this oh from that restaurant and not even not even that i was involved with very many people at that restaurant i think it was only involved with one but another person that worked there was someone that my a different ex of mine had dated and that person's best friend had been with a different ex that i dated Oh, so, and one of my good friends also had a boyfriend that had worked there later. Every If you live in Atlanta, I don't even have to say the name of the restaurant. You know what I'm talking about. You know where it is. Because your ex-boyfriend, where, wherever, you know, as long as you're in Atlanta. Is this a real, is this a real thing? I think so. I, okay. No one's ever wow. said that to me. This is my theory. But if you are in Atlanta and you're listening... Where did your shitty ex-boyfriend work? That's the restaurant I'm talking about. And you know what I mean. I think I'm not going to say it out loud, but tell, when we finish recording, I remind me to ask you what it is. Because I think I know the name I of it. I think you do. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it was this sweet. And it's Cafe Nero. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not, I'm kidding, it's I'm not. kidding. No, it's not. Um, it's not. This is a place in Atlanta. So yeah, uh, it, it was kind of a sweet spot of like, this is familiar to me. But it's also different enough that it's intriguing and it's exciting. And Mm -hmm. it kind of takes me back to those messy, dirty, dramatic days. And I'll say it, like, especially in the early seasons, everyone was so lovely to look at. so hot. Jax. Everyone is so hot. Jax, I know he's a terrible person. I know he's awful. I know, I know, I know. The early seasons, Jacks, and honestly, if I'm being real, Jacks of today, Jacks of tomorrow, I find him gorgeous. I thought he was <sighs> so brutally attractive, and he's normally not my type. No, not mine either. But I do too. I do too. And I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. I don't either. I, I really don't. I really don't know what it is because going back to wa- rewatch some of these episodes, I was like, oh, like because he. In the first season, he wasn't as hot as I remembered him being in the first season. But then I remember that I've been thinking of the second. I like him with longer hair. His hair was very short mm-hmm. and bad in the first season. But then in the second season, I don't know what. It, I don't know if it's just because he's so bad. Like you just, you should not. Like you should not like Jack. No, you shouldn't. But one does. But he was for me. He was always like the. The, he was always the number one guy in that group. Yeah, he really was. And I mean, the girls are, I mean, Ugh. Stassi in that, those first couple seasons, her body is insane. Her hair is She's on so point. Beautiful. Katie, even with like the awful orange hair she the had orange in the second season. Woo! That was a toughie. But beautiful, beautiful girls. Oh my God. They're all so gorgeous. Sheena, our queen Sheena. <laughs> Baby Britney. People used to mistake her for Britney Spears. Oh my God. I, I wrote so many notes about that. She used to sign Grass autographs as Britney. She, that she claimed as Britney Spears. I was like, girly pop, what are you talking about? And I'll say too, Lala, when she was introduced, I think was gorgeous, the most beautiful woman I have she, I truly, ever seen in my life. Ever laid my eyes and, on. And sorry, Ariana. Sorry, when she got that haircut in the third okay, season. Okay, it was actually in the sixth season. 
it was because it's in oh. the, it's in the sixth season premiere where they're talking about her. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Is. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of third and seasons when she started dating Tom. But you're right, it is in the I sixth. Truly, rewatched that episode last night and have not been able to stop thinking about how hot she was. I mean, she still is. They're all gorgeous. All day, I'm like, how do I channel that? Like her hair, I don't know what it, it what it was about that blunt jaw. It looked great. It looked great, and also I don't know. I you know we talked about watching some of the episodes over. I'm not sure if you caught this, but in the second season finale, which is right before Tom and Ariana start dating originally, yeah, yeah, she's in that fur photo shoot that they do that unhinged. Oh yeah, sorry, when they're naked, ungodly. Sir, photo they get shoot. naked, and Stassi Peter pulls Stassi right up against, smashes, him. and I understand they've dated, but smashes Stassi up against yeah. him. And Ariana is pressed against Stassi, and her little body, like I, I, I listen. I had to go back and take another look at all of them. I, I was like, "What is happening here? Did you? Did you? Did you? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm going to admit this. I was like, I truly was like, am I about to come out of the closet? I know. Like, I'm like, have I been closeted all this time? The, am I just finding out? They, so hot. So, so hot. And I remember, I forget what season this is, but where it's revealed. And I will, you know, I will say I went to an all women's college. I do believe. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. I do believe that if I was queer, I would know it by now. You'd have done, You'd have done so already, yeah. But when that news dropped that of Ariana and Lala had hooked up, what I said to myself is, I would like to see that. Ticket for one, Listen, please. I, ticket for two. Ticket for, ticket two. for two. I please. would just love. It's how what's not so, they're so gorgeous they're so gorgeous and also like and so are they in the backseat of tom's car and imagining and then tom just told everyone and imagining like little cuck tom in the front seat just like <laughs> sweating and like being wasn't he like an was he like annoyed he said he was annoyed and that i think makes it hotter for me <laughs> like the fact that he's also being humiliated i'm like yeah, <laughs> he was like annoyed, and then didn't he go around and tell like, wait, there was there was one incident where because there was another was it Brittany and Kristen? It was Brittany and Kristen. Where like it, where Jax went around and told That's everyone, right. and Brittany was like, "Stop telling everyone, please." That's right. But Brittany still <laughs> says that that didn't nev- that never happened. I know. Okay, so it wasn't Tom didn't go to, around. No, he did about this. He also he did, did go around yeah, telling yeah. everyone about this. Okay, he did. That's how we found out about it. That's how we found out about it. And. So the viewers found out about it. Yeah, he outed his girlfriend on national television. Yeah, that's a, he's a, he's wild he's a, for that one. He's a great one, that Tom Sandoval. I famously one thing that I feel very proud of is that I never caught into that man. Same, same. And I don't want to be. I don't know if I should tell my origin story, but I I want to just briefly also yeah. say no. Go go for it. Never, never was on that Tom train. Mm-mm weirdly found myself getting on it as i was re-watching and i was like no no no, don't get on that don't get on tom's train it's you already know, tom, departed you know where the train goes you know where the train goes but no i never straight never, to fucking never, hell don't try to get on board now i never thought tom sandoval was that great i mean i enjoy i, I found him entertaining i really loved the schwartz schwartz and sandoval and like they're like kind of you know slapstick routine they would do in the sidecar of it all Dumb and dumber yeah i love those two like they're the true love story of vanderpump rules and perhaps of our time of our time weren't we want to go as them once as halloween for halloween yeah 
Yeah, we were. I feel like we a couple of Halloweens we kept saying we were going to go as them. I think that's kind um, of been ruined now. Well, I could come to sh- I could come there for Halloween. Oh, I don't mean. Oh no! Oh no! We. <laughs> I just mean because. Well, who? Yeah, I don't want to be either one of them. Yeah. But so one of us would have to be. Who was it going to be at the time, though? Do you remember? I think like, who. who I think been- you would make a better Sandoval just because you have a more narrow face. Okay. Sorry. Well. It's not what anybody really wants to hear, but it's it's the truth that we have. Because I do think at the time I was going to have to be Sandoval. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm um, looking at our faces right now, and I think it's obvious that I'm the shorts and you're the Sandoval. Right. Just in terms but of I mean, costuming. Costuming. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. But I remember the time when we were talking about doing it for Halloween, I was like, God, I hope I don't have to be Sandoval. So, like, even at the time, I was like, Sandoval's not the number one guy in this group. Like, I don't remember what this is. This is pre, pre Sandoval. Yeah. So, I was obsessed with Bravo reality television, like, pretty much like from jump. Uh, I was 25 when The Real Housewives of Orange County premiered. And guess what? That was my first year of graduate school wow it all it all all of my it all comes back so um i and again couldn't relate to them at all but um i was very poor and i think what was interesting what has always interested me about the housewives and i know we'll do a separate out episode on one of the housewives franchises several obsessed we love those ladies so much was like I'm seeing these ladies. They have everything that I don't have. A lot of them are housewives. Like they, they are supposedly happily married and they have beautiful houses and beautiful children and beautiful lives and yet deeply miserable and fighting with each other. And that, you know, from, so for me, it was really like the schadenfreude of it all, but also the, like, because with particularly with the Real Housewives of, of Housewives of Orange County, I didn't want to be any of these ladies. When Beverly Hills in New York came around though, woo, I mean, some of those ladies are very aspirational, and I would say one of the most aspirational of them all is Ms. Lisa Vanderpump. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say Luann de Lesseps. Oh, my God. <laughs> Luann? I mean, Luann is the... I mean, I was just thinking of, of Vanderpump Rules. But sure, Luann sure. is the best of the best. If I could be God any tier. real housewife, it it would be Luann right now. Yeah. That, that she, body. But holy, we have to wait. We have to stay focused. We have to stay focused. Oh my God. I just had an aneurysm when you said Luann. I love her so much. I got Amanda a cameo of Luann for one of her birthdays. Yes. And then sometimes I just watch it just when I need to like. So do I. Luann. Oh God. She's so great. Um, We have so many cameos of Housewives. So uh, so I was a big fan of Beverly Hills. And I really found those ladies, some of those ladies to be very aspirational. Lisa very, very, was one of the first that I was like, you know what? She's actually a boss because there are some that you kind of watch to make fun of. But Lisa, I was not watching to make fun of her. I was like, she's a boss. She's so classy. She's so beautiful. She's so goddamn rich. She's that so I was rich. So rich that her house has a name. Yeah. And, uh, and I was and swans and so many little doggies <laughs> and horses and horses, miniature ones. Mini horses. So I was watching that fateful evening when the backdoor pilot, when, and I, you can't find it for free now. You have to buy it. Like now, if you, if you want to watch those merge together, I think you have to buy it on Amazon. But I found a TikTok of it last night of, oh God, of that Sheena. That beautiful transition. Yeah. Of Sheena and Brian. It was a two, I thought I was turning into two full hours 
uh, Beverly Hills. And I was like, what what a gift. Uh, uh, uh. Right. And then Sheena gets up and she walks into the back of this restaurant and Stassi's there. And she's like, I told you that if you want to like and I'm I was um, no, no. You would have thought that I would have been like, who the hell are these people and what have I been duped into? But immediately I was like, I what is this? Who are these gorgeous people? I'm I need board. to have more. I need to have more. And so I think a lot of what you said is the same in terms of why I'm obsessed with it. It's this it's different than the housewives, right? In terms of like that their lives were not so they were close they were also closer to me. The guys were pretty much my age, even though I didn't really I was I, I was 30 at the time, 30, 31. And so I really felt like I'm watching kids. But I, the guys are pretty much my age. But the, we were, we we're all in. I'm 31 and I'm living with like four roommates and I have like zero dollars and I'm never gonna finish my dissertation. And um, so it's like none I can of them were them. even know the word dissertation. They didn't even know the word dissertation, except maybe Tom Schwartz. Maybe. I would, I would love to see Jax try to spell dissertation <laughs> or explain what it is. Like just, he would get, he would just roid rage out. Yeah. He would roid rage out. Yeah, they were. It was. It was a different kind of like Schadenfreude where I'm like, okay, like we're all in the same mess, and they might be in a bigger mess than I am. Although I was at a pretty low point, but I was on my way up and out. You know, I mm-hmm. I defended my PhD like I think at the end of the the first season of Vanderpump Rules, and so I then had a jo- like kind of had a job, and so I I feel like I've grown. Like Jackson, I think. I, Jax and I, I think, got a house at the same time. Like I've, I feel like I've grown up. Jax is your dark mirror. Jax is my dark mirror of the soul. <laughs> like, I, yeah, in a lot of ways, I feel like I really kind of grew up with them, even though like we were all too old to be in the situations we were. This, this maybe makes me think, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but mm-hmm. I wonder if a little bit of it for you was because you had previously like kind of wanted to work in like the industry. Yes. I guess and, for sure. And so maybe like as you were in your dissertation, there was a little bit of like there, but for the grace of God, God go I of it. Like you could see like, Oh no, I did make the right choice. Oh yeah. Like it was fascinating to me. Cause that would have, my mom had bought me all these books about like how to survive in LA and like the, could I, would I have been, I would, I, I, I wouldn't be able to fit into the dress. Just the interstitial, I was when we were watching it and they were just talking about how short those dresses were. And how you and can't what, wear a bra with them. You can't wear anything with them. They were little handkerchiefs. They handkerchiefs. were, yeah. They were made out of Kleenex and, and cobwebs and dreams. So I, I already loved reality television. It wasn't a hard sell for me to get on, get in with Vanderpump Rules, but like truly what, kept me it's the best reality television show I've ever seen because of the incestuousness of it because of the I I just don't think the first two seasons were that produced I don't think they had they didn't have to do that much producing because these people I think you and Jax has said this a lot and when he wants to shit on other franchises on Bravo but he is right in that like they were all really friends like they, they didn't have to be cast this was a real group. Yeah. For better or worse. And yeah, they they definitely did. I think I've read that like they got Jax a job at Sir because he was dating Stassi. But but yeah, like the friendships and the relationships 
seem that's the most important very part. real yeah t- too real like toxic they are entrenched real. these people had years of history except for sheena who kind of bops in and then is able to kind of slide her way right on into all the i mean sheena's a star and so just to i forgot you know that i forgot that in our very first i mean in our very first episode we are blessed with can you freak bitch we are we get a can you freak bitch right on on right what more do you want from me like i we get in that very first episode we get can you freak bitch is that where the producer tells her to like it's tell it's like less uh phone sex operator more porn porn star star. and And she's like got it "Uh," like she is She's like, I, I've taken they that They are note. humiliating her. They're I humiliating just, her. I, and I think we'll talk a little bit about this when we watch, when we talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules is one of those shows where it doesn't seem like it should be legal to watch. Yeah, like, and that's what makes the best, that's why it's so good. That's you what makes feel it like you're so intruding. delicious. You're, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be, and that's... Also, what I like, we'll do 90 Day Fiance at some point. That's what I really love about some of 90 Day Fiance is that you feel that you, you're like, oh, I've walked in on something that I, I shouldn't be allowed to watch. There are episodes of Vanderpump Rules that feel like a snuff film to me. I mean, the just think about Faith and Jax. All the time. And just the little ways that the editors... You know, when we were talking about recording this episode, we talked about like what episodes we should watch and... One of the ones we watched was the the season finale of season two. Gorgeous. And just the I, little I forgot ways. how gorgeous it was. Initially, I was like, why? And I also went and watched the season finale also of season one and the Vegas episode of season one. Yeah. Chunky um, sweater. Chunk Because I wanted to see a chunk. I wanted to see Jax Taylor slap that chunky sweater right onto the pavement. Yeah. And I did. And I, I forgot how early Tom Sandoval disrobed yeah takes his tom sandoval walks out of that rest that that because wherever the fuck they were a restaurant casino a club, club wherever his shirt is off immediately like it was never there like it had it was, Velcro. It, disa- it disappeared it disappeared but just the little ways that like the editors are complicit in these people's humiliation Oh, and they're they, the MVPs. They were nominated for an Emmy this year. No, they should have won it. They should have won it. They should have. But honestly, I feel sometimes that they've gone a little bit heavy handed recently because in the season finale of season two, I wrote down two notes in our shared document. Oh, you did? <laughs> and, and it simply says the way the editors left in Sheena's mic feedback and the shot of the pink balloon drifting sadly into the night. Just when she's, so that's when she's performing Good as Gold for the first time. And she, I mean, she sounds like Sheena. She admits she's not the best singer. And Stassi says that she's getting douche bumps. Such a good line. So funny. Really good. And. (laughs) Good as Gold is the best song ever written. It's the best pop song there is. But. The way that they left in that mic feedback, they didn't they need did. to do that. They didn't need to do that. And then after everything has gone down, 
the editors just pan over to this little pink balloon from Sheena's engagement party. <laughs> and it just drifts sadly <laughs> off into the L.A. night. And there's something about that that is so fucking funny to me. Can we talk about also, like, I, I found, I was surprised at how much, and again, like, you know, I feel like in our Twilight episode, we did a pretty good job when we were talking about why we're obsessed with, like, filling the audience in. So, like, if you don't, if people don't know what we're talking about, that's, they're just never going to know. It's like, we, what we hope from this is that you start watching, right? You know, yeah. you have the season two finale where it's, like, spoilers, by the way, spoiler, spoilers, where it's revealed, or it's been, it's, Kristen finally says it finally admits to everyone that she ha it had indeed slept with Jax because she's been lying about it. And Tom Sandoval punches Jax a number of times in the in the head. So, so much so that he looks like Patrick B when he is smiling with blood all over his face and he looks up grinning. And Katie in the background shrieks, why are you smiling? What's wrong with like you? The devil. Hilarious. Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, blood all over his face, and, and never. And I've never truly, found him more I never found him more attractive. <laughs> I felt he's oh he's gorgeous. He's moment. stunning. I I don't want to admit to how many times I just the other day I was it the fever maybe no I rewound it a number of times and was like why is this oh yeah why does it feel so good most fun i ever like why why this all of this is happening why? and the fact that the, that sandoval comes in and he's like jack's like why don't you ever feel anything do you feel this like it immediately starts wailing on him but but i can this is how big of a star sheena is that i my attention is repeatedly drawn back to her because she's screaming about how she got pushed and she's her tooth her tooth surgery, her tooth surgery. which season two opened with her tooth that she had had so like it was a real yeah. full circle moment for she she because she got to talk about her teeth again you can you can pause any moment of that scene and it looks like a like renaissance or baroque painting it does it like, abs having just been in the mfa it absolutely does there there's a there's moment, so much to see like it's opulent i forget who it is i think it might be christina kelly that like hustles <laughs> stassi away like she's a president that's been shot at like a like a the people's princess like get her out <laughs> get her get out her of out here. we need to keep her safe is and it champagne that explodes everywhere? There's some sort of liquid that's like exploding everywhere. I don't know. Well, because I think they went into like a table. That that's right. And but it look it looks like a geyser. Yeah, and Sheena is like weeping on like Sheena on Lisa's on bosom. Lisa's bosom. <laughs> her her ample bosom. I know, and it's so funny that like right before then, Lisa Vanderpump says in the most ominous tone, <gasps> "Say it." Well, I'm going to go now. I'd suggest you all do the same. It is bone chilling. <laughs> How on earth? And I refuse. I know I'm naive, but I refuse to believe that any of that was said. She says, well, I'm going to go now. I suggest you all do the same. She gives it the same reading as like Severus Snape, as like Alan so, Rickman. No, she, she like channels Alan Rickman, may he rest in peace. And she's like, everybody go. I and Tom's like, hey, Jack. <laughs> well, you know, so I think 
people like see that scene as evidence that the show is produced. And I don't think that at all. I mean, no. I know I, I, I'm not naive. I know they do. Every show is produced. Every show sure. is produced. And I know sometimes they have to do like retakes and things like that. They've talked about that. I know I'm not an idiot, but I think for that, the reason why Tom sounds so stiff is because he knows he's on a reality show and he knows that this is his big moment. And although I think he's an awful man, there's something about that that is so relatable because it's I so, it's know so relatable that before going into that, he looked at himself in the mirror and he was like thinking about it all he's night. Like, Am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? And it's funny because to come full circle, I truly believe in that last, like in this, the Scandal episode where Ariana mm-hmm. just goes off on him. Yeah. You know, got a little bit of money a little bit of fame. Mm -hmm. I know, I know in my heart of hearts, because I've been there, that she was up all night listening to Beyonce's Lemonade album (laughs) and just thinking, we've got a 9 a.m. call time. Yeah. This is my chance. They know they're going to go in front of a camera for sure. This is my chance to say everything I want to say. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in it at all. And I believe... I believe the opposite, actually. If you're not doing that, you're not coming to work. No. Get off your ass and work. I think that's what anyone would do, right? Like, whether or not you're being filmed, but, like, if you know that there's some situation where you're going to run into your ex-boyfriend, like, that's what I think about when I'm going to sleep at night. Like, if I run into this person one day, here's what I'm going to say. And this is everything I want to get off my chest. And Ariana is, I mean, she's smart. Yeah. She, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's its like she could prepare her soliloquy. Yeah. She, and Sandoval just had to eat it. <laughs> he just had to sit there and take it. Dream. Dr- oh, God. It's. Mm. And it's, you know, kind of going back a little bit to just like why we think we might be obsessed with them. I think we were, we were talking about Twilight in our last episode and we talked about how it's like a truly naked look into someone else's psyche. And Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that almost everyone at Vanderpump on Vanderpump rules has some sort of like, well, deep psychological issue. I was about to say a DSM diagnosable matter. Every single one of them, including Lisa. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I won't hazard any guesses as to what those are. No, we're not going to nope, do that. Nope. But mm-hmm. I've, I one time had a fever dream or like I legitimately had like a high fever and I wrote something in my God. notes while I was like watching Vanderpump Rules and I came back to it and all it said was Vanderpump Rules equals seven de- deadly sins, question mark. Oh, you're correct. And I had like a theory that like each character is one. It's like the movie seven. <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yes, so each true. character's one of the sins. Oh, let's do it right now. Do you know? Do you know which I'm trying to remind her I'm trying to remember Jax like, is gluttony. Jax is gluttony. Or is he lust? Oh, or is he I, again, or is he anger? Just just to bring you back to what he said. First of all, Carter, Kristen's ex-boyfriend, jump scare. Forgot about him entirely when I was re-watching the season premiere to episode six. But when he was sitting with Carter and when he was saying how desperate he was for attention that he would have had sex with a squirrel if it had come along. Yeah. Yeah. A no, squirrel. I don't I don't know who is who because again, this came to me in a, f- a fever dream. But 
every one of them is one of at least one if not many of yeah, the seven and deadly and sins. I think they're interchangeable. I, I like Sheena is in all like some of them are all like Jax might be all of them. Yeah. Sandoval is envy. Was there is vanity one? Hey Sean, do you know what the seven deadly sins are? Greed. Sloth. Sloth. Envy. Those are ten commandments. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good night. I should know this as Pride. Pride. Yeah. Okay. So there's pride, greed, wrath. Lust, Wrath. envy, gluttony, and sloth. Okay. Jax so, is like a lot of them. Jax is all of the above. Except maybe envy. I don't think he really envies people. I think he's jealous all the time. Really? Jax? Yeah. Jax, yeah. No, I think he's very self-satisfied. I think he moves out of a lot of insecurity. Oh, I don't. I see. I, I don't think he's smart enough to be insecure. Let me think about that for a second. Like when I the behavior I saw from him in in season and like his fight when he would fight with like he had had that grudge with James Kennedy for so long and the the reason they fought so much was because he called him old. Hmm. He's yeah. very vain. So when you cut like he's a model. Yeah. Yeah. There's a deep well of insecurity there. Yeah. You, you can be dumb and insecure. But do you think he's? But do you think he's envious of James? I think in that in, in he that- wanted even though he was with Brittany. He still was trying to move in on Lala. That's right. That's and true. yeah, he was envious. He, right. That, yes. Yeah. Okay. Think, no, you're I right. That's, I think that's how James was. Re- oh, God. We didn't get to talk about James, but God, I love him. Another one that's about to get canceled. Oh, God. Any minute now. I know. I know. My little James. Little James. And he, he will deserve it. He, he will, will deserve, deserve it. it. They, but they'd all deserve it. They all. Okay. So that's one of the last things I want. I mean, I don't know if we're wrapping up or not, but like. In the we probably rewatch, need to. Yeah, in the rewatch, listen, Sandoval did something. Tom Sandoval did something, has done something terrible. Okay. He has. I'm a huge fan of Ariana. Um, nobody deserves nobody, nobody deserves what happened to our Ariana. I think that everybody who is still treating Tom Sandoval as if he's committed a capital offense like as if he's murdered like dozens of children needs to do a rewatch of the show mm. mm-hmm. I you know because I and I don't know what the answer is we're also living in different times but watching yeah. Jax because not only did I watch like the season six uh premiere but I also watched the episode where the audio is revealed where Anya's <sighs> where Ariana reveals that she has or Lala, James sends it to Lala and Ariana has it and that it's revealed that Faith recorded Jack saying all these terrible things about how he doesn't want to be with Britney. And then when Britney tries to confront him, he's so angry. He's yelling at her. He's yelling You're at her. You're not perfect, like, oh. Angel. Yeah, he goes, Sweetheart. Oh, the Oscar. He goes, the Oscar goes to. Horrible he's an man. monster. He's a monster. And they've all done these monstrous things to each other. And I know that it's, it's different when you get I mean, like, I think a lot of it is like we looked at them as messes and we didn't hold them accountable as adults because I mean, Jax, but Jax was probably 40 when he was doing yeah. that with Faith. And and just think of what they've all done to each other, what they've all done to each other. No one's but, hands on this show are clean. Not a one of them. Somehow they were all able to remain for like Sandoval had to like you mentioned this the other day when we were talking Sandoval had to be had to stay friends with Jax. Yeah. After Jax did that with Kristen, because they had to move forward, what would happen to the show? No, I no, I. So I think my stance on it, and I'm hesitant to have a stance on it, 
But yeah, I don't know what my I I, I don't know what my stance is really because Sandoval is still a piece of shit. So yeah, I don't, like I you know I think I think the major problem is really that Sandoval always presented himself as a certain kind of person. Whereas Jax, yes. like you kind of, you kind of knew what you were getting if you got into bed with Jax. Whereas, oh, he was yes, San- it's the moral superiority, right? And I think the other issue too is, look, to be honest, if Sandoval and I, I am one of those people, unfortunately, that listens to all the podcasts. I've listened to Rachel's podcast. Oh, I got it. Rachel goes rogue. I love her. Going love rogue. It. I listened to Sandoval on the Vile Files. And look, yes, if he had gone on and been able to clearly articulate, look, this shouldn't have ever happened. It's no one's fault but my own. I take accountability for it. No, he can't. But here is what was going on emotionally that at the time made me feel like this is what I you know, got to do. I wouldn't have liked it, right? It would still have been a terrible thing to do. But I can understand why it could happen. Because it, you know, you go back and you watch, like, that season six premiere, Ariana and Tom are unhappy then. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. They get in a huge, and I watched the, they get in a huge fight over her showing Britney that audio recording like and she's she, like we should and break she up. Says we should break up. And like they yeah. go I think it's a little in the middle of season 6. They go to like the gay pride parade and like sh- they they have kind of that joke scene where she's episode. like hitting yeah. him with the flogger mm-hmm. and she's like you always play video games. You want to do karaoke 6 times a week. Uh and he talks about they, but how they never wanted the same things ever. And he talks about how they've been in a dry spell for a really long time. And not, you know, not that that entitles him to cheat at all. Of course, like Sheena said in her, her wonderful monologue. I feel like monologue. he thinks it does. I feel like he thinks it does. Well, because that's, that's what it always, he always comes back to. That's, that's the same he thing he says about to. Kristen. I think really the, the true crime of Sandoval is not the cheating. It's who the cheating was with. And... That yeah, he that's tried to make up. her look bad to excuse it. Like he Ariana. was trying. Yeah, yeah, Ariana. That he was trying to yeah. already build up that narrative of. He has that scene with shorts that is so ridiculous. Where he's like, you know, I make her a dumpling latte every morning. Schwartz so sadly and seriously says, does she ever do that for you? And Tom just like, Sandoval just shakes his head and he's like, No. And it's like, oh, okay, so then you fuck her friend. Like, she never made you a dumpling latte. Cool. Fuck her friend then. Sean and Mike could go have that conversation about us, like, right now. Absolutely. Actually, I will say, I that I was, like, a little scared straight by Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, I better be, damn, I better be buying these pens. I better be stocking this toilet paper. So really, Sandoval scared the shit out of me. But, well, yeah, because like I don't, I think Mike is like this too. But like Sean's love language is like acts of like service. Like he's, so Sandoval it is like the batteries and the pens. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh my god, like it one day is my husband gonna come home and be like, this is my new girlfriend. I got all the batteries and all the pens. 
No, I you know I literally genuinely last scared week straight <laughs> asked Mike to teach me how he like makes coffee because he he uses this kind of special pot that I've never even seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was a carafe? like, "Carafe? Is it like a carafe?" It's I I want to. It's called. I keep wanting to say neti pot, but that's the thing for your nose. <laughs> it's like a moda pot or something like that. It, uh-huh. It's kind of okay. similar to like Turkish coffee. Yeah. And that you, you make an espresso with like this little pot that like sits directly on the stove. And then you add more water to it. He basically makes mm-hmm. like an Americana with with um, with milk. But I genuinely recently was like, will you teach me how to make this so that I can make you coffee every once you're Because you're so scared. Because I was like, I better start making these dumpling lattes. If it makes you feel better in terms of like whose husband's going to like leave first. <laughs> Sean got these like cake these literally it's just a cold brew cake cake it's just like a little bit of liquid in a k-cup and all you have to do is like put ice in a glass and pour it over and then put some water in there as well and at least 10 times he i will he will make it for me i i and i'll be like can you just show me and then i'll do it next time never done Every, it. this no no okay so i i'll tell my i'll tell my truth so with mike i uh, last weekend was like, oh, I'll make you coffee. Like you're having like a nice time in, in bed. I'm getting up to yeah. make tea. I'll make you a coffee. And so I, I did the whole thing. I packed the the ground beans in. I did everything yeah. right. So I poured the shot of espresso. And then what you're supposed to do next is add hot water to it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. To make yeah. like an Americano and right. then add milk to it. I don't know why my brain completely short-circuited. I added just like water from the tap to it and then added milk. So I brought it to him and he's like, this is ice cold. (laughs) And I was like, huh, now how did that happen? And the worst part is... I was a fucking barista. I was about to say you worked years. at Cafe Nero. She did work at Cafe Nero, I was a, a maestro at Cafe Nero and added cold water to a shot of espresso and then cold milk and then was like i don't understand why it's cold and then i realized i realized my mistake and and did remedy it i was like actually let me take that i'm just gonna try it again but bless his heart when i brought him that cold coffee he was like it's ice cold like how did you do that and i was like i don't know and while i was thinking about it he very sweetly was like it's good though like that man was like willing to like drink it. Sean would have been America. like, wow, wow. He would be like, who, who, like a cat, all like on all fours, like Hoo. coffee, <laughs> Oh god, Mike is such a sweet angel, and so is Sean. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to make sure that there was nothing in my notes from those episodes that I didn't. I think I said everything I want to say. I guess I. I guess I just want to leave it with the fact that at I think why I think if it were to like really answer the question like why Vanderpump Rules and why Twilight and maybe like why all of the things that we're obsessed with is because yeah. they they give us an opportunity to like feel like we really connect with and understand people who have some darkness to them. Yeah. And I yes. think, I think, you know, like 
Because we have some darkness. Yeah. And I think I think it allows us to kind of engage with that in like a fun, a sexy and unique way. Oh, my God. In such a sexy, unique way. And yeah, I just I I love them. I, I hate them all. I love them all. Um, they're like my terrible children that, you know, I, I, what, what can I do? I have these kids. I can't give them away. They're mine. They're like my, they're like my kids. I can't give them away. They're mine. That's what she would say. I'm truly Lisa Vanderpump. What am I to do? What am I to do? What am I to do? Yeah. I just, I love them all. I, I can never predict what they're going to do next. No, that's, and that's the best. That's why I will keep coming back until, until they're 55 years old. Yeah. Until the valley, until they're all on the valley. When I think they're going to zig, every single one of them zags. Zags. Sandoval zagged. And I'll also say that, like, you know, aside from, like, Tom Sandoval, who I never really caught into in the way that many people did, but I definitely didn't think he was, like, a monster like I do now. No, I just, like, didn't get the hype. I think another fun thing about Vanderpump is that my opinion on them shifts so wildly. I have... Oh, all the time. Yeah. Moment to moment, I am on shifting sand. Like, I, I, you know, I've loved Jax. I've hated Jax. I've loved Ariane. I've hated her. Katie, Stassi, Kristen, Sheena, all of them. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been, on, I've been on both sides of all of those. And, and I will again. And I will again I a will million in a times minute. over. In a minute. In, in a matter of moments. I'm still kind of because th- I'm still kind of thinking about Jack's covered in blood. Still, but in a couple minutes, I'm gonna be like. And, but in a couple minutes ago, I was talking about how he's a monster. He is a monster. But yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's it. I think that's. I think that's all she wrote. I think that's all she wrote. So don't have a specific way to contact us. No. Oh yeah, I wanted to say we should tell people to like rate and review us. Oh yes, yes. Listen, thank you. I want to thank you so much to all of you who listened to our first episode. Like we were truly like moved and, and yeah, please rate, review and, and subscribe. But only five stars. Don't rate five review stars. Us if- five stars only, please. Because we have a 4.8. Did you notice that we have a 4.8 on Spotify right now? I did. We still have that five on. Um, we do have. We had a out of five at, on Apple Podcasts. No, and I, I did the math and it means that one person rate us four stars. And. What I'll say is, if you want to rate it four stars, how about instead you message Sarah on TikTok or Instagram yes. and say what we could do better? Yeah. And then when we do yes. it, then give us five stars. Then, then give, give us, us five stars. Yeah. And then if we don't do it, then you can give us four stars. Yeah. But still, I mean, maybe you still don't. Yeah. Could, yeah. No, don't. Don't ever do that. So, yeah, you can you can find me uh, at Sarah Elizabeth underscore talks on tiktok and instagram sarah talks 327 at gmail.com that will be our email for right now but if we i mean we're going to keep doing this but if people are interested we'll set up an email for the podcast and an instagram and stuff like that yeah i have one last thing i need to say what do you got this is a correction to Mm. last week's episode i corrections corner yeah corrections corner I was talking about a novella that I, you know, was describing 
um, I described it correctly, but I called it Death in Venice. It's not Death in Venice. It's Daisy Miller. That's the name of the novella that I was describing. (laughs) Not even close, but spoiler alert for Daisy Miller, she does die in Rome. So I think somewhere in my brain, I just decided You were like, she like, Daisy had a death in Venice. Death in Italy somewhere. I'm bad at geography. I don't know. Yeah, we can start a little corrections part of this uh, podcast. Death (laughs) Death in Venice is a real thing. But it's yes. not the thing I was describing. Okay. It's on the record. Thank you. I, I've i I've been agonizing about it. I've been... Ag- I mean, some of you may notice that there were times during the podcast where it just seemed like we'd stopped. And that's because I keep learning how to edit. You know? So I'd like to... I wish I could correct it. Can't correct it now. But, I, you know, if, if we go silent... Hang out. Hang with us. We'll be back. We'll be back. I'm, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling. Yeah. So tune in next week. Bye. Bye.